Hello, today is Wednesday, January 17th, and welcome to episode 287 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. I'm NSI Senior Fellow Lester Munson. I'm joined today by NSI's Deputy Executive Director, Jessica Jones, and my fellow Senior Fellow, Morgan Vigna. Today, we are going to talk about the situation in the Red Sea where Houthi rebels in Yemen have been attacking commercial shipping for weeks. Uh, The United States and the UK have finally responded militarily in the last few days. There have been three rounds of counterattacks on Houthi assets in Yemen uh, and in the region, including uh, multiple strikes from fighter aircraft, missile attacks. Uh, These seem to be a significant ratcheting up of U.S. responses to these Houthi attacks on commercial shipping. There's a lot of stuff to cover here. Notably, the Biden administration is now talking about reimposing some sanctions on the Houthis, not including making them a foreign terrorist organization, but including some other sanctions. The administration has sent at least one letter under the War Powers Act to Congress notifying them of the military action, citing the president's commander-in-chief authority. There are two missing American Navy SEALs off the coast of Somalia. They were engaged in a mission to board a ship from Iran that was bringing more missile parts to the Houthis. Uh, Also, there's a UN Security Council resolution authorizing this military action, which means neither Russia nor China uh, vetoed that resolution, which seriously implies that even China is concerned about the impact on trade of these Houthi attacks. Uh, There's also reports out that President Biden made a uh, private call to the Iranians over the weekend warning them not to continue supporting these Houthi attacks against commercial shipping. Morgan, I want to go to you first. There's there's a lot going on in the region. What's your reaction to this ratcheting up of the Western response? You know, I think the, the region is burning down around us, and it's not exactly clear what the Biden administration is doing about it. Um, you know, John Kirby yesterday stated that, you know, the, the goal is to avoid escalation while getting, uh, you know, the Houthis and, you know, Iranian proxies and the Iranians for that matter to, to, to sort of cease their belligerency in the region. Guess what? I, I'm not seeing it, right? Um, I, I think, you know, while it is a step in the right direction to, to redesignate the Houthis under the SDG to your specially designated global terrorist designation, again, as you mentioned, we didn't go the full throttle and it doesn't look like we're going to designate them under the more severe foreign terrorist organization label. Um, I mean, we see the commercial vessels in the Red Sea having to add 10 days to their shipping time by going around the Cape of Good Hope. Um, as you mentioned, um, you know, this previously, this is going to affect supply chains. The cost is going to be passed on to the consumer. Um, and, and, and as you noted, uh, even the United Nations Security Council, Russia and China in particular, you know, supported this Security Council, you know, resolution. So I, I think they're starting to feel the, 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 the pinch too. Jake Sullivan was in Davos. Uh, this week, he met with the Prime Minister of Kurdistan, um, as well as Qatar. Uh, don't have a ton of information coming out of those meetings, um, predict through the readouts. But like, I, I just don't really see what, what we're doing here. This third strike in the Red Sea um, against Houthi targets, we saw the Houthis retaliate immediately afterwards. So I continue to see an escalation here by the Iranians. But it's pretty clear that uh, the Biden administration is willing to sort of sit back and take it. 
Jones, what's your reaction? Yeah, I agree with Morgan, but I guess I would phrase it differently. I see what the U.S. is doing, but I don't see what we're accomplishing. You know, you read a lot of things we're doing less in, in your intro, and it seems, you know, we've been talking about this now for a couple of weeks. It seems like this tit for tat, and we're trying to walk a fine needle between having some kind of response so we're not sitting here silently as in, in the Red Sea, but we're not accomplishing anything, and we're not really stopping anything, to Morgan's point. You know, the Hutus have said that they're willing to, and we haven't seen it yet, willing to strike U.S. bases in the region because of our attacks, right? And we have definitely, you know, we've got two players, the Hutus in Iran, and while we're trying to, you know, thread the needle a little with the Hutus, we're really not responding to Iran, whether it's the attacks in Iraq, Syria, or Pakistan that have occurred recently. You know, we haven't, you know, a phone call over the weekend, I'm not sure that's going to be scary enough to actually dissuade anything, right? I mean, that didn't even make the head, I, you know. So to, to Morgan's point, I, I'm not sure what tit for tat is going to get us if we don't have a long-term strategy, how to deal with these two parties, especially Iran. Uh, walking a fine needle. I think that that might end up being the title of the podcast, by the way. <laughs> so there is, let, let's talk a little bit about the broader context here. Iran, uh, of course, was the victim of an ISIS strike a couple of weeks ago uh, against its civilian population. Bombs went off inside Iran, killed approximately 100 people, 100 Iranians. It was done by ISIS. In the last few days, Iran has launched attacks against what it perceives as its enemies inside Iraq inside Syria and inside Pakistan. So Iran is uh, escalating all kinds of different conflicts itself. The administration still talks about its reluctant reluctance to escalate, but I think there's a, there's a broader issue here of just not recognizing the Iranian regime for what it is. The idea that, uh, you know, as, as some of us have already talked about, the idea that you can call up the Iranians over the weekend and tell them to stop the Houthi attacks seems a little bit bananas to me. That's not in their nature. That's like asking the scorpion to not sting the frog as they cross the pond. I think there needs to be a recognition from the administration of the nature of the Iranian regime, a return to the maximum pressure campaign of the Trump administration. If the Biden administration needs to call it something else because they can't be associated with anything Trump related, so be it. But they need to basically return to those policies. Putting Iran back in a box and hitting them hard is the only thing they're really going to react to. That's that's my thought. Do you guys have thoughts about what the administration can do here? Yeah, Les, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head, right? The Iranians don't respond to diplomacy. Um, they respond to strength. We've said this before on the podcast. Um, I think when we take a look particularly at the Iran nuclear deal, the Iranians continue to enrich. There is no deterrent to prevent them from doing so. Um, I do, one thing that I don't think has been talked in not about enough this year um, is the fact that the Iranians continue to produce uh, and advance their nuclear weapons program. Um, that, I think, should be uh, given more attention uh, by the administration and by Congress. I think there is, you know, I'm not going to say it's a distraction, but I think there's clearly a lot going on in the region right now. And we, we cannot forget that the Iranian pursuit of a nuclear, of nuclear weaponization, um, is, is still one of their top priorities. And it's something that the United States sooner or later is going to have to address. If not, 
I'm pretty sure the Israelis will. Jones? Uh, what we haven't mentioned here, but I think it'd be interesting if we continue to see tensions increase in the Red Sea is what China is going to do about it. You've talked about the impact on global trade. We know how important that region is to them. Um, they abstain from voting on the Security Council resolution. They've said that they want attacks on civilian um, carriers to stop, but they haven't named the Hutus in particular. But I think if you see a hit, uh, I wonder if you see whether it's a direct economic hit or actually a literal hit on um, Chinese ships, whether you see uh, China actually stepping up and at least saying something to put pressure to resolve uh, what's going on in the Red Sea. All right. Uh, I'm going to give myself the last word. Congress has been notably uh, absent on this broader debate, except for kind of complaining about AUMF issues, which I don't think is is a real thing at the moment. Uh, Congress needs to step up its role. Congress has always been the author of tough sanctions on Iran uh, in a bipartisan fashion. Both the House and the Senate have been very strong on this over the last couple of decades. Congress needs to get back to that space and start pushing the administration to take a much tougher line against Iran. Okay, that's a wrap. Thanks so much to Devlin Burney, Claude Jennings, and the NSI staff for their help in producing today's episode. Join us again on Friday, January 19th, for a special episode of Fault Lines, NSI on the ground in Iowa. Fault Lines is now on YouTube, so check out our channel for a video of today's episode. If you like what you heard or saw, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. 